0: Guys, this is episode number four in the beginner's series. Today, we are talking all about trailers. If you are past the point where you you might just have started your business, maybe you've been reinvesting and you're up to your first zero turn mower or your first walk behind mower or your first stand on mower, then this episode is for you. All right. This is all about trailers. I know a little bit about trailers. I'm not going to claim to be an expert on trailers, but I have some experience with different trailers. And so I want to share that with you today. But before we get any farther, let me play the show sponsor and then we'll jump right back into it. As a lawn care provider, do you want to make a year-round income? Are you worried at the end of the lawn care season because you don't know how you're going to make it through the winter? Then you need to check out the 12-month contract from the Mowing in the Dark podcast. This is the same contract that Aaron uses to grow his lawn care business. This 100% editable 12-month contract template is available for only $5.99. The contract has rock-solid terms and conditions, so you are protected from all kinds of liability in lawn maintenance and snow removal. Get your 12-month contract at mowinginthedarkpodcast.com today. All right, guys, just a quick aside for those of you who are going to be going over to the mowinginthedarkpodcast.com we have two new items over there on the in the store we have a client cancellation letter um, that's available for $5.99 um, and it is a great tool to use when you need to cancel a client maybe they're too far out of your uh, out of your route and you just can't Service them anymore. This is the time of year where you're going to need that letter. So that's a new thing there. Um, it's it's you can it's a plug and play. You can put plug in all your information um, and then send that out. Um, it's very user friendly, It's simple. It's professional. So go check that out at MowingInTheDarkPodcast.com. Also, uh, with the beginner series, I did talk about getting a flyer, a lawn care flyer, just something you can print on a piece of paper up on the website. And that is there available for $1.99. The reason I made it so cheap is because I want it to be available to you guys who are just starting out. Maybe you don't have a lot of money. And I know even $5.99 isn't that much money, but I want to be able to get this into the hands of someone who's even like 12 years old. I want it to be available for everyone that can possibly help. So for $1.99, you can get a lawn care flyer. You can adapt it and post it on Facebook. You can even post it on Craigslist, but I would kind of stay away from Craigslist today. Um, But it is something that you can utilize, okay? It's just another tool in your toolbox, all right? So I would say grab that up. Dollar ninety nine. Uh the 12 month contract is five dollars and ninety-nine cents, not five hundred and ninety-nine dollars as the ad makes it sound. So go check that out at mowinginthedarkpodcast.com. All right, now on to trailers. Guys, I love looking at trailers. Okay, trailers is one of those things that Um, they are a necessity, a necessity for a lot of people. There are things out there like the ramp rack, um, which is very interesting. It's very cool, but you have to have like a half, they do make a half ton truck, um, ramp rack. And then, but I would recommend going up to the 2,500 for the ramp rack, because you can fit a, a big, uh, big zero turn on there, like a I think it's the largest you can have is a 48 or a 52. Don't quote me on that. You can go to rackramp.com and check that out. Not affiliated, not sponsored, nothing like that. Um, But you can fit two mowers on there. Now, I'm not a huge fan of the Ramp Rack simply because... When you have everything loaded in the back of your truck, you don't have any place to put sticks and refuse and stuff like that. So you're limited at what you can haul away. So, with me, I've thought about going with the ramp rack, but it's just not practical in my area. In my area, we have a lot of old growth trees, they drop a lot of sticks. Um, I take a load of sticks probably once every two months and dump that in my back 40 here, and then I burn them over the summer. So I I get a lot of sticks, all right? And it's it's just the name of the game here in my area. So... Yeah, there's some videos on YouTube of mine that you might see sticks piled high in the back of my truck. And those are like little sticks, like foot-long sticks, just a ton of them because we just have old growth trees. That's what happens. People don't want to pay to get them deadwooded. And so they just drop, drop sticks all year round. It's kind of a pain in the butt, but it is what it is. So that's why I wouldn't go with the ramp rack. All right. Now, when I started my business, I just started out of the back of a truck, okay? So I bought this little pickup truck, a Dodge Durango. Dodge Durango, by the way, is a great truck. I really liked it, but mine had some problems. I bought it used. It was pretty cheap, had some transmission problems, things like that. But I ran it for a couple of years. And so when I started, I started with a push mower out of the back of the truck. Then I upgraded to a Toro uh, Time Master And because the time master is so heavy, I had to buy a ramp kit. So I bought, um, two, two by eights and I used this ramp kit and made two ramps so I could just push it up in there. And that worked really well for me. Um, and then I out, I didn't outgrow the time master, but I upgraded and I kept the time master, but I purchased a zero turn. My first zero turn, because I got a huge property. It was like an acre and a half. And I needed a zero turn, so I bought a um, a forty-two inch uh, Husqvarna residential mower, and it was really quite a good mower. It really was. It cut pretty good for being a stamped deck. I didn't know anything about zero turn mowers. I knew nothing. All right, and so it, it did the job, okay. But with this particular lawn, I had to double cut it every week because it it was just it would grow so fast. So it just was what it was, but I needed a trailer. So I went to Lowe's where I bought the mower. I bought the mower at Lowe's, which is kind of a no, no. I would not recommend buying a mower from Lowe's if you're going to run a business. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I did that. I took out a credit card at Lowe's. I do not recommend that at all. Bar none, do not get a credit card From a big box store. Don't do it. Your interest rate is like 22%. Don't do it. Okay? Do not do it. I repeat do not get a credit card from a big box store in any situation for any reason at any time. Do not do it. They will try and and incentivize you with percentage off of purchases and things like that. Do not fall for the scheme. Don't do it. All right? Just don't do it. Go to a lawnmower dealer, buy your residential mower from them, Get use their, their um, loan options, might be Sheffield, might be something else, might be yard card, whatever. Use that. It's way better, l- lower interest rates, okay? That's what you want, all right? Go to a mower dealer. Do not buy your zero-turn mower from a big-box store. Okay. Just from my experience to your ears, please, I'm begging you, do not do what I did. Do not get a credit card from, from a big box store and do not buy your zero turn mower for your business at a big box store. Okay. So I had to get a trailer. And so what I did, because I didn't know anything, this was my second year in business. I knew nothing. All right. I was green behind the ears. It was I was green as they come. I didn't know a thing about zero turn mowers um, or trailers for that matter. So I bought a, uh, an expanded metal mesh floor trailer from Lowe's. It was a five by eight trailer and I liked the trailer. It was a good little trailer. It really did. It held up well. Um, but the lights, the wiring was all messed up. Um, when they welded, the they had two tubes that the wiring went through. When they welded those tubes on, they put the wiring through before they welded. And so those wires melted in the tube and the the trailer lights worked for maybe a month. And then they shorted out and I had to rewire the entire trailer. Um, so it wasn't the best experience for me, but it was a good start. Okay, so I used this trailer and it worked for a while, but the expanded metal with traveling on the roads in Michigan and all that stuff, the welds started to crack and break and the weight of the zero turn because it, the back tires had to sit between two, two uh, joists, metal joists, um, it, the expanded metal, if you're watching on YouTube, they pushed down and it they stretched down. And so it was like a divot. It was like a pothole in my trailer. Okay. It didn't form a hole. It didn't wear through, but it just sunk. And so that was really frustrating to me. So, what I did, because I didn't want to spend a lot of money, I didn't need a bigger trailer at the time. So, what I did is I went to uh, Menards. We have Menards here in Michigan. And I got a piece, a couple pieces of. Uh, of, what it wasn't OSB, it was plywood. And I cut them to size and laid them in there and they worked perfect. It worked wonderfully. So now I had that wood floor and it worked great. It, It lasted a long time. I think I had that trailer for, I wanna say three years, three or four years. And when we moved to this location to where I live now, I actually purchased a seven and a half by 14 trailer because where we used to live, our garage was very small. I had very limited space. So this trailer, this four by eight trailer was what I needed. And so what I did, it didn't come with a jack, didn't come with anything really other than the lights and stuff like that. So I had to buy a, an adaptable jack. So I put that on, it had a wheel on it and it would fold up. So it was like a a Marine, a boat, a boat trailer jack. So it would fold up out of the way. And I loved that thing because I would fold it down. I would unhook the trailer in my driveway and then it was so light. I would just push it into the garage and it worked really well for all my needs that I had. It worked extremely well. And so then I bought some jungle gym trimmer racks. I bought a two place trimmer rack, which actually I still have on my trailer today, but I actually just got in a four-place trimmer rack from Jungle Gems, and I'm going to be shooting a video on that sometime um, in the near future of installing that. And I'm probably going to paint them black because I just don't like the red on the black trailer. I'd rather have everything black. So uh, I'm probably going to paint it black and it's going to be cool, but I'm just going to install those. It's going to be great. I've got a battery powered Milwaukee trimmer that I purchased over the winter um, that I'm going to be taking with me every day. Um, And then my son works with me three days a week. So he's going to be doing that as well. And we need a place for his trimmer. All right. So I would encourage you to go and get, even if it is a Lowe's trailer, I don't really care where you get your trailer. Most of them are built pretty well and they'll get you through the first few years. Um, you don't want to spend too much money on your first trailer, but what I would say is if you're going to go to Lowe's and get a trailer, get one with the wood floor, not one with the expanded metal mesh floor. Okay. That, that's just, that should not be the best thing to do. Now I will say on some of these, the brand really is carry on is who is at least for Lowe's is providing Lowe's trailers. Okay. And so some of their welds aren't as good. So you do want to be careful not to overload these trailers because it can be a real problem, especially for the main parts of your trailer, which is the axles. Okay, or the axle, because most of these five by eight trailers or maybe even 10 by 12. I even have a seven by or seven and a half by 14 trailer with a single axle. So you want to make sure that your numbers, your GVWR or GWVR, one of those two, um, your gross vehicle weight rating can handle the amount of weight that you're going to put on this trailer. Okay, that is some that is a big thing to look at. So know what your mower weighs and know how much weight you're going to be putting on this trailer. Okay. That is huge. You got to know that. All right. It's so important. I can't stress it enough that you have to know that. Okay. So if, if you're going to go for a five by eight trailer, just know the weight of your of your machine. Okay. Now let's say you're going to step up a little bit and you're going to, you're going to go out on faith here. You're going to buy a seven and a half by 12 foot trailer with wood floor. And it's, it's nice. It's, it's made of, of tube steel, square tube steel, which is the best, by the way, um, tube steel is by far stronger than angle iron steel. When you, when it's built on a trailer, You can look that up online. It is very true. Um, Tube steel, tubular steel, is just way more has way more strength. You're not going to get that racking of your of your trailer like you will um, with just angle iron steel. Okay, so you're going to want to. I would encourage you to get the tubular steel, but for for cost wise you might need to get your first trailer trailer with the angle iron steel and that's fine don't don't worry about too much about the quality right now you're worried about money right because you're just starting your business you might be a year in and you don't have a ton of money to spend on a trailer so you really need to be money conscious here all right so again it might be a single axle you can also get a double axle double axle there's a few issues with a double axle one one issue or one thing that is really good about a double axle trailer is that usually they come with trailer brakes and that is something that is good all right you're going to want trailer brakes at some point if you expand your business where you've got two zero turn you know two professional grade zero turn mowers on your trailer, you're gonna want trailer brakes because that'll take some of that work off of the truck. However, when you have dual axles, now I, I've never had a dual axle trailer, but I have talked to many people who own them, all right? And have have owned them. And the the thought behind the dual axle trailer, if you're just mowing lawns, the thought is that you are going to replace tires on the dual axle trailer far more often than you will on a single axle trailer, because when you back up and you turn and things, there's a grinding action that happens with these tires. Um, and so it wears them down more. You're also going to leave more black marks on, on a cut. If you have to turn around in a client's driveway or whatever, you're going to leave more black marks than you would if you had a single axle trailer. All right. But at the same time you get the trailer brakes, but that opens another can of worms. You have to service the trailer brakes. So it's important to factor in all these different lines of thought. Okay. You can get single axle trailers where you can load two um, very professional mowers on that trailer and be within your gross, gross vehicle weight rating. Okay. I have that. All right. Now I'm at the max um, and I have broken, I broke a leaf spring uh, back last year. And what I did is I went and I got a very, uh, a lot stronger leaf spring from, from a store here called family farm and home. It's kind of a big box farm store. However, they are the only ones that had these leaf springs in stock. And so I got two of them and replaced the other one as well. And they are really beefy. Now, that doesn't mean that your axle can hold more weight. But if you're at the top end of the gross vehicle weight rating of your trailer, you want really good quality parts, especially leaf springs. All right. And so that's what—that's why I replaced them is because I wanted that high quality stuff. I'm not loading more weight on there. My expectation is not that I can put more weight on my trailer. It's just so that it has a, it, it's it got quality leaf springs that are not going to break. Okay. Because I am at that top end of the weight rating for my trailer. Now in Michigan, we have a ton of potholes. I don't know if you, any of you guys have been in Michigan or live in Michigan, but Michigan roads are horrible. All right. By and large, they're horrible. And so we hit a lot of potholes here and that's what happened when my leaf spring broke is i hit a pothole wasn't a deep pothole at all but it was enough to just after so many potholes being hit with those tires it just decided to finally break and so that's why I replaced the the leaf springs with beefier heavier duty leaf springs and I haven't had a problem since so a couple of years back I've had this trailer for since 2016 I believe yeah since 2016 and so it's lasted a long time uh, six years so far and um, I just replaced the tires last year so the tires lasted five years. All right. And they were, they were balding on the inside. And so when I replaced the leaf springs, I noticed some things on my trailer that needed to be redone. And so I redid some of the, the welds and things like that on the trailer. And now they're not wearing uneven anymore. So some of these cheaper trailers, my, my trailer's a Doolittle trailer. I would not recommend anyone buy a Doolittle trailer. All right. I don't even know if they make them anymore. I've tried to call their factory. I never get a call back. I never get someone on the phone. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. You cannot get through to anyone at this factory. So, uh, I just gave up and decided I'm going to have to fix everything myself until I get rid of this trailer. All right. Uh, my recommendation would be if you're just starting out, go with something cheaper, but buy it at a trailer dealer. Okay. If you can. They are going to be a little bit more expensive, but they're better quality. Okay. You can go get a trailer at Lowe's. That's okay. That's a good starting place. That trailer, depending on what you're putting in it, how often you're using it, uh, that could get you through three or four years. I sold my five by eight trailer and it was still in good shape. Um so you can still, you know they're still good trailers. Um, and I never had a weld break on mine or anything like that, but you just have to know that they're not as quality built, okay? Now I bought my Doolittle trailer at a trailer dealer and it has not been very good quality either. So you just have to be careful. All right, there are some trailer brands like SureTrack trailers that are high-end, high-quality trailers, okay? But you're also going to pay top dollar for those trailers. Now, will they last you almost a lifetime? Yes, they will. Of course, you're still going to have to do maintenance, you're still going to have to replace tires, but by and large, they're going to they're going to last you a lifetime. All right? So, that's something to consider when you're looking at trailers. Now, open trailers are great. All right, and you can get different side heights, you can get different uh different length of a gate and things like that. I would recommend a little bit longer gate so that your your deck, your mower deck isn't scraping when you're driving up on there. And then there's something else to think about here. You can look at enclosed trailers. Enclosed trailers are really good too. I personally want an enclosed trailer. The reason I want an enclosed trailer, though, is so that I can build a bathroom in it. Um, My family and I, we love to RV, so I like having a bathroom in the trailer that we use. Now, I would put a composting toilet in there or, or something that I can empty, like a cassette toilet, but... It would be really nice to not have to go to a gas station whenever I need to go to the bathroom. You just get in your trailer, you close the back gate, you get in your bathroom, you do your business, and you get out and get back to work. You don't have to drive anywhere. So that's my idea why I want an enclosed trailer. However, where I live currently, I'm limited on space where I can park things. So I cannot have an enclosed trailer while I'm here. So if we get a property or something like that, I will be looking into an enclosed trailer because I I want that bathroom because that will help efficiency. That will help time. It's all about time in our business guys. So that's something that I am looking at for the future. Now, right now I am relegated to I'm stuck with an open trailer. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm not mad about that, but I I would like a, a, an enclosed trailer in the next few years. So something else that you need to consider. I'm sorry, guys, my furnace turned on and it was so loud and I had to I had to stop the podcast for like 10 minutes. And so now I lost where I'm at. So if I'm jumping in at a different spot, I'm sorry. But something I thought of while I was waiting is with enclosed trailers, something else you have to think about, okay? You can get enclosed trailers with a single axle, but what you have to consider with a trailer, with an enclosed trailer is that that box, everything around that, that adds to the weight of that trailer, so you might have an axle on there that's rated for, let's say, um, 1,500 pounds, okay? But that box might weigh 800 pounds. So you cannot carry very much weight in that trailer. So you have to look at the numbers. You have to go over the numbers of the specific trailer that you're looking to buy, It's super important because if you get pulled over and you're overloaded, number one, just the, just the, the wear and tear that that's going to create on your trailer. But also if you're over the weight limit of their gross vehicle weight rating, you can get a ticket for that. So you have to know the gross vehicle weight rating of your trailer and the weight of what you're putting in it. All right. It's super important to know this, guys, because you could. I've seen many trailers going down the road, single axle trailers that have axles that are bent. Like they're, they're like at a, I don't know, like a 10 degree angle or 15 degree angle because they had too much weight put in them. And that's super dangerous. I have bent the bar between the axles before on a camper running down the freeway. We almost started the camper on fire because the wheels popped in at a forty almost a 45 degree angle, and they were rubbing on the wheel well, and we found burnt stuff. It wore through the wheel well, and it was starting to catch the wood on fire inside the, the camper. It is very important that you understand the gross vehicle weight rating of your trailer and the equipment and the weight that you're of the equipment that you're putting in the trailer. Okay. So with a, an enclosed trailer, by and large, you're going to want two axles by and large. Now there's, there's exceptions to everything, but by and large, that is the way I would recommend you to go. If you get a, 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 an enclosed trailer, because you want to make sure that the weight of everything in your trailer, including the trailer itself can be held up by those axles. Okay. So these are things you have to think about when you're looking at trailers right now, something that I'm not going into today. Uh, I'm just going to skip over for now is dump trailers. Okay. Um, dump trailers are great. I've never had one. I've considered getting one, but I've never had one. Uh, I don't really have that much of a need for one. Uh, and if you're starting out in business, unless you're getting into landscaping primarily uh, and you're not really jumping into the mowing side, you really don't need a dump trailer. There's all different size dump trailers out there. There's all different makes and models and qualities of dump trailers. Okay, so that's something that I'm not educated in enough to really talk about here. But I am pretty educated on trailers because, like I said, I've owned a couple of campers, which with campers, you really have to understand your gross vehicle weight rating. You also have to understand your tongue weight because trailers, campers, can be very tongue heavy. And so you have to pay attention to that. Will your vehicle pull that safely? All right. And it's the same thing with enclosed trailers. Will your truck, your vehicle be able to pull that trailer safely? All right. It's a big deal. Safety with trailers is a big deal deal now it's not as important with with open trailers because you have less weight but with enclosed trailers you have more weight and you have typically people don't strap things down inside their enclosed trailer which i think is a bad idea but some people don't and so things are sliding around another thing you need to consider this is just an add on at the at the end of this episode here is how you load your trailer it is very important to understand how to load your trailer so that you don't have too much tongue weight. However, you don't want to eliminate the tongue weight. All right. You we've all seen those those videos on Instagram where somebody's got a treadmill treadmill and they've got a little toy truck and a trailer with the, the side-by-side toy on it. And they, they move the side-by-side to the very back, which eliminates the tongue weight. All right. And you just bump that vehicle a little bit and it starts to fishtail and flop all over the place. That is a, that is bad news. That happens. All right. You see this in videos with trailers that are made in the UK that are being pulled by small vehicles. Cause by and large, they don't have large vehicles over there. And what they do, the way they build these trailers is the axle. If you look at the trailer, the camper, it's usually a camper. The axle is super far forward. It's like in the middle of the trailer or a little ahead of middle of the trailer. So you have a lot less tongue weight, but that's very dangerous. All right. It's very dangerous to have light tongue weight. Now you can have light tongue weight, but you've got to understand the way things work when you're loading that trailer. So You want the heaviest portion of your equipment over your axle, all right? You want the lighter equipment up front, but not too light, okay? So I put my small residential zero-turn mower in the very front of my trailer. Then after that, I put my heavier stand-on commercial mower over the axle. And then after that, I put my, my, um, my push mower, all right? And that just works the best for my setup. Your setup could be totally different. You could have different equipment. So you need to understand the weights of your equipment and how to load them properly so that you have enough tongue weight so that your your, your truck and your trailer or your vehicle and your trailer are not going to be fishtailing all over the place. Okay, you have to understand that. So research that online. Um look up YouTube videos about it because it's super important. You want to be safe on the road, okay? So, with all that being said, I hope this video was helpful for you, especially if you're new and you're looking at getting a trailer and you know nothing about them. Um, if you're like me when I started and I didn't know anything about trailers, I hope this was helpful for you, helping to get you to think more about more strategically about the type of trailer you're gonna buy based on the equipment that you have and the setup that you want to have and how to think about loading your trailer and all the intricate aspects of that. All right, guys. So that's it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. And I will see you in the next episode.